0: Hey, it's Seeking Plum, and I think I got myself into some trouble. If you've been tagging along, you know that I rented a car for a couple of days, in part to run errands and also as a kind of, well, Christmas gift to myself. In my gallivanting about, I stopped at the bookstore, and I ran a couple of titles that I had some interest in. It was just a matter of choosing which one. I narrowed it down to two. Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, or Sapiens. Honestly, I wanted to take them both home, but my wallet wasn't quite that fat. I wanted something interesting and engaging, and I kind of thought I knew what to expect with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's book. So I flipped through Sapiens, and there were several times when I was like, I'm not sure that I agree with this statement, or that one for a matter of fact, but this is interesting. So, in the vein of wanting to challenge my assumptions, I decided, well, maybe I should pick up Sapiens. Maybe just because I don't agree with his ideas doesn't necessarily mean he's wrong. Maybe I should read it, see what he has to say, think about it a little further. So I did, I picked it up. I didn't crack it open until tonight. And now I'm on the very first page and I'm like, what? I want to read for you just one paragraph and then I'll come back to you. He says, three important revolutions shaped the course of history. The cognitive revolution kickstarted history about 70,000 years ago. The Agricultural Revolution sped it up about 12,000 years ago. The Scientific Revolution, which got underway only 500 years ago, may well end history and start something completely different. This book tells the story of how these three revolutions have affected humans and their fellow organisms. Okay, I just want to take a step back and repeat one of those sentences again the scientific revolution, which got underway only 500 years ago, may well end history and start something completely different? In some ways, this almost seems like an oxymoronic statement. Okay, first, as far as I understand, and after a bit of cursory searching, history is not only uh, studying our past In my mind, it's also recording events that have happened. I don't know about you, but I cannot foresee a time, no pun intended, when time does not exist. When we have stepped out of time and somehow history will fail to exist from, let's say, this point going forward. Let's pretend that that wasn't what he meant. Science has already given us many different ways of recording information, and I'm sure it will continue to do so. So yes, I could imagine that our history would be recorded differently than it once was. But will we stop studying our past? To me, to even consider that would be detrimental to our future. Okay, so he says the scientific revolution may well end history and start something completely different. So what if we take this in another direction, say a a nuclear explosion happens and ends things as we know it, and starts something completely different? Does he mean wipe out all of mankind and then when organisms? come to fruition once again, language comes to exist once again, then history is inevitable. Is it not? I suppose that is assuming that everything plays out very similarly. That humans are the creatures or organisms that are predominantly, quote, ruling the world, and that language is what comes next and then narratives, and so on. I know this is only page one and he is just getting started, but I have a sneaky suspicion that these questions I have are not going to be answered in the pages to come. I guess time will tell. Welcome to another book on my pile of current reading material.